Thanks so much for listening today. We hope that through this message you are being filled with the grace and hope found in the person of Jesus Christ. If this message and ministry has made an impact on you in any way, be sure to let us know about it by emailing us at mystory@thefuelchurch.com. And even if you couldn't be here in person, be sure to check in with us on Instagram and Facebook to let us and others know that you are listening and growing with us here at Fuel Church. Every month through these check-ins, we are making a global difference. Now let's jump in to this week's message. Today we're launching a four-part series called Small Things, Big Difference. Say that with me. Small Things, Big Difference. Um, I, I don't know about you, but I really love this time of year because I have a lot of optimism. I have a lot of faith and hope that, um, that this year there are going to be some things about my life and about the lives that I love that could actually be different this year. Amen? I, I believe that. Um, there's always this sense in the new year that um, the new year you can make some changes. Right, you can make some changes in your life. Uh, for some, it may be, man, I want to be in better shape. Man, I'm going to focus on my physical health this year. Uh, I'm going to get back to the gym. I, I didn't cuss there, by the way. I'm going to get back to working out. I'm going to get back to eating better. And uh, the the turn of a calendar kind of prompts us and pushes us and gives us some optimism. Like, hey, let me start out afresh now. It's a new calendar year, so I'm going to start out. Maybe for some, it's I want to make some financial changes. Like, I want to be financially fit in this new year uh, because last year I made some wrong decisions, unwise decisions with my money. But this year I'm going to do better. Maybe for some, it's I want to spend more time with family. Uh, I was kind of absent in 2018 and focused on other things, but this year my focus is to be more with my family, my kids this year. Um, Maybe for some, it's to quit some form of habit or addiction that you have in your life. And and, and you're saying, this is the year that I'm going to do it. And, and, And then for some, it's I want to draw closer to God. In this new year, my desire is to lean into him more, to know him more. Whatever it may be, I pray that God would give you the strength to achieve your goals this year. But also understand this, that between you and your goals is a gap. There's a gap, and within that gap, there's not some real big decision that will get you to your goal, but there are many And I say it again, many small steps that will get you to there. Whatever your there is, whatever your there is, I encourage you to have a there. Whatever your there is, I I believe it will happen with small steps. Have you ever looked at somebody's life and kind of envied them for where they were? Have you ever looked at somebody maybe in the same career you're in and you're like, man, one day I want to be there. One day I want to achieve that. Maybe you're a business owner or maybe you sell houses or maybe you're in sales and you're like, one day I want to hit that number. One day I want to sell that many houses and you look at individuals and and you're like, man, I wonder what big decisions they made to get there. Like, Like there's times in my life that I look at other people, I look at other pastors and other churches and I have a sense of envy and and just wonder like, man, how did they get to there? Like they, they, they had to make one big decision that caused them to get to there. 
They had to do something, but, but really, it's not any one big decision that people make to get to there, but it's really about some small steps that got them to there. I have some good news for you today. That it's often not some big changes that we need to make. But here's our key thought for our series. It's often the small things that no one sees that result in the big things that everyone wants. Isn't it? Let's say this together. It's often the small things that no one sees that result in the big things that everyone wants. It's the small things. It, it, it's, it's, it's the small things like, like you see somebody in shape and tone and looking good, but you don't understand they didn't eat fast food for 12 months like you. You didn't wake up at 5 a.m. and work out. You didn't do CrossFit, a.k.a. hell. Never done it, but I watch it. It's crazy. I'll die out there, y'all. You won't have a pastor. I have a pastor. I stay right over here with my pizza Monday. So right, right over here in the treadmill. Uh, you didn't. You didn't see their discipline. Uh, we want to. We we see people that have become financially free, debt free. We see people who are generous with their finances, and but but we didn't see the discipline, the years of discipline of not going out to eat. Come on now, of not doing the extra stuff. We didn't see them staying home every Friday night while you was out pizza and bowling. Come on now. We, we don't see that because it's often the small steps that no one sees that make the big difference everyone wants. Huh? I mean, you could even say this church. I have people in the community and pastors and other friends outside of here saying, man, how did this happen? How in less than three years, over 1,200 people calling this place home and coming through our doors and all these salvations, what's well, often the small things that no one sees. It's the years and decades of prayer and fasting that this church has been led in that have got us to this point. It's the seeds that have been sown, the small seeds of prayer for this community to be impacted with the hope of Jesus that have caused us to see what we're seeing right now. It's often the small things that no one sees that result in the big things everyone wants. We see people getting promoted at our job and we think, man, what did they do? Well, it's a lot of small steps. It's a lot of late nights. It's a lot of extra time putting in. It's a lot of studying to further their degree. Come on now. It's a lot of no's to friends and family. Come on. That no one sees, right? Um, um, we see people growing spiritually, sometimes even beyond us. Some of us have been in the church a long time, a lot of years, and we see new people coming in, and they're growing beyond us spiritually. Why? Why? Because behind the scenes... They have a daily devotional life. That this isn't just a Sunday thing for them. Their life is devoted to Christ on a daily basis. And that's what I want to talk about today. Our title today is this. Small steps to becoming spiritually fit. Small steps to becoming spiritually fit. Have you ever said, man, what do I need to do spiritually? 
in my life? What, what are some things that I need to do? I don't even know where to start. I don't even know what to do. My job as your coach, come on now, as your leader, as your pastor, every week is to prod you, to encourage you, to push you a little bit in, this, in spiritual things. That's my goal. That's, I'm not a life coach. I'm not a health and fitness coach. Come on, somebody. As you can see. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. I'm looking forward to losing a little bit of that in the next 21 days. My goal is to get you ready for heaven. Every week. Every week. My goal is to train you to be spiritually fit. Not just on Sunday, but every day of the week. Now listen, the greatest enemy to your spiritual growth is your spiritual complacency. The greatest enemy to your spiritual growth is your spiritual complacency. And some of you are going to be pushed today. That's my job. That's my job. You don't like it? Find someone else (laughs) to push you or to not push you. That's my job, to push you a little bit, to tell you, hey, this is what God says. Come on now. This is where we need to go. Let's take some small steps. I didn't say huge steps. Small steps because everyone has a next step in Christ. The truth today is this. You are as close to God as you choose to be. Some of you look at other people in worship. They're going crazy. Break every chain. You're over there like, how do I get that? You're as close to God as you choose to be. How how do I get that desire? You're as close to God as you choose to be. You're in the driver's seat. Not your spouse. Not your pastor. Not the leaders here. You are responsible For your spiritual walk. Because spiritual growth happens by choice, not by chance. It happens by a choice. And so let's go into God's word here. That's my foundation. And uh, we got a long way to go, but we're going to get there. 1 Timothy 4, 7 and 8 in the Amplified. I'm going to read two translations. The Amplified first, and then I'll go to the message translation. But let's look at this. But have nothing to do with irreverent folklore or silly myths. Stay away from weird people. Weird Christians that are always seeing angels and gold dust falling, that are telling you the date Jesus is returning, weird, stay away from them, that are pushing man-made theologies upon you, Uh, you can't go there, you can't do that, you can't wear makeup, you can't do that, you can't do that, really? Stay away from weirdness, okay? And stay away from people who want to argue the word of God. Some of you look so foolish on social media. I'll leave that right there. (laughs) On the other hand, discipline yourself for what? The purpose of godliness. I love this. Keeping yourself what? Spiritual. Stay away from weird people. But now Timothy is saying, hey, I need you to get some discipline in your life. New year, let's get some discipline. Let's become spiritually fit. For physical training is of some value. For all you who hate to work out and don't want to work out, there's your scripture to back it. Some value. But godliness, spiritual training is of value in everything and in every way. Since it holds promise for the present life and for the life to come. So God is saying through the pastor Timothy that when you lean in to this disciplined life, to focus on your focus on being spiritual fit, that it's not only benefiting you for the here and now on earth, but it's benefiting you for the future. 
for where you're going after this life. Because this is just dress rehearsal for the real show. This is just pregame for the real show. This is just the previews of the movie for the real movie. There's a laser light show in heaven that ain't got nothing on these lights up in here. You don't like the smoke here, you ain't going to like heaven. 1 Timothy 4, 7 and 8. Same, same verse. Says it a little different. Exercise daily in God. No spiritual what? <laughs> I love that. Please. Workouts in the gymnasium are useful. But. A disciplined life in God is far more so. Making you fit for both today and forever. I love this as Paul uses the analogy of training as, an, as, as you would describe an athlete does. But for our spiritual growth, his notion is that just as an athlete goes through a course of of severe training with much self-denial, persistence, and concentration, so should we train for godliness to become spiritually fit. Someone say become. Someone say I'm not there yet, but I'm on my way through a series of small steps. Small steps. Hmm. To better understand how to train spiritually, we first must understand how God made us. How God made us. I went into more detail at first Thursday. I encourage you to grab the message online. I won't go as in much detail today for time's sake, but God is triune. He's three parts. He's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We are made in his image. We are three parts. We are a spirit that has a soul that lives in a body. I'm going to say that one more time. We are a spirit. The spirit is the part of us that will live on forever. The body and the soul one day will return to dust as it came from. Out of dust God made us. Out of the dust of the ground and out of dust we will return. But our spirit will live on forever. Let me just break it down a little more for you. Our body connects us to ourselves. It's the carnal. It's the fleshly part of us, isn't it? It's the part we spend the most time looking at in the mirror. I just have a thought. wonder if we would ever look in the mirror and see our spirit man in the mirror. What our expression would be. What we would think about that. We take a lot of time with our body. We take a lot of time taking care of it. And I'm all for that. I'm all for showering daily. Amen? I just want to be clear. Very clear in this new year. I'm all for perfume and deodorant and makeup praise the lord on my soul i'm all i'm all for that i'm all for that then we have our soul someone say the soul our soul is made up of three parts it's it's our mind our will our emotions our mind our will our emotions our soul connects us to others our soul connects us to others it's our emotions it's our thoughts it's it's where we get soul ties that's why you got to be careful who you connect with even in a sexual way Back to my notes. Because you'll get a soul tie, and it's hard to separate a soul tie. And the Bible talks about that in 1 Corinthians and all that, and that's maybe in the February series. We'll see. And then our spirit. Someone say our spirit. It connects us to God. It's 100% perfect. Your body and your soul, imperfect. Your spirit, perfect. It's the only part of you that's perfect. No, don't go home reminding your husband he ain't perfect. (laughs) Your spirit is 
Perfect. All three want our attention. All three want to be fed. All three are fighting to win, to be in charge. Now, we need our body and we need our soul. Yes, there's a lot of good things that can come out of both. There's also a lot of negative things that can come out of them when we allow them to be in charge. So we need our body, we need our soul, but we don't need them in charge. And most of the time, let's just be honest, those are the two that are the pilot and the co-pilot of our lives. And we forget about the spirit, the real you. The you that will last forever and ever. So whatever you feed the longest is the strongest. Whatever you feed the most will boast. Whatever you feed upon, you will become. If you feed upon what you see in the mirror, vain things, you want to look a certain way and you're, you're not happy until you look a certain way. I believe in having goals, but when you're so focused on that, your life is so consumed with that, you feed upon that vain lifestyle. When you feed upon soulish things, your will and your emotions and your mind and, and you let thoughts roam in your head and you don't cast those thoughts down and you allow those emotions and offenses and unforgiveness to get in your heart, that's what you'll become, offended. You'll become someone who harbors unforgiveness in your heart. Whatever you feed upon, you'll become. Now, spirit man, whatever you feed upon, you will become. When you feed upon the things of God, when you feed upon the things uh, in his word, when you feed upon worship, then that's what you will become, more like him. More like him. So, back to our text in 1 Timothy. He said, you can train yourself to be spiritually fit, didn't he? He said, hey, you can train yourself. How many have ever done a 5K? You guys are crazy. How many have ever done a mud run or some kind of run? Crazy. I don't know what you guys do. I see y'all training and stuff. Y'all wear me out on Facebook. Um, um, you had to train for that 5K or that mud run, right? You had to have a disciplined lifestyle for that period of time to work up stamina and strength and, 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 and a will to say, I'm going to finish this 5K. It's no different spiritually, guys. It's no different spiritually that, 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 that you are training. You are training your spirit man. You do the same spiritually. Listen, your spiritual growth has way more to do with you just coming to church on Sundays. Way more. Like, like you're not even scratching the surface, folks. Like, it, it, if you're a new believer and you're, you're, maybe you don't even believe yet, uh, just tune me out for a minute. But for those of you who believe, listen, you're just scratching the surface. 2019 can't be the same as 2018. Because I firmly believe with all my heart, if 2019 is going to be the greatest year of your life, it's going to have to be the greatest year of your life spiritually. Because everything is connected to your spirit, man. And so, so, so you can't have this disconnect let, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Would you just feed your body one meal a week? But why do we do that with our spirit? Just one, one time a week, 75 minutes on a Sunday, we're feeding our spirit, and the rest of the week we're going all the way till Sunday, not feeding him? You wouldn't do that to your body, right? But we do it all the time. Someone say you have to do something. One more time, you have to do something because spiritual growth is not a result of random chance, but of action and faith. I hope you're leaning into this today. I've worked all year on this message. 
Did you hear me? Spiritual growth is not a result of random chance. Well, whatever God has for me this year, whatever he has, bless the Lord. I'm good with whatever he has. No, you, you need some action steps. You need some steps of faith. You need to put some legs to your belief and your faith. And you need to say, no, I believe that this will be my greatest year financially, mentally, work-related with my family. Why? Because it's going to be my greatest year spiritually. And when I focus on the spirit, man, everything else will line up in my life. Go ahead, preach, pastor. That's good. With your camel color Chelsea boots. So it's small steps. Someone say small steps. Small steps. Small steps. It's, not, it's, not, it's not huge steps. It's not, you're, you're not far off from all the other crazies on the front row going nuts in worship. <laughs> you're not far off. It's small steps. <laughs> it's small steps. It doesn't happen by a random chance, but it's small steps of action and faith. Why? Why you say that? Well, because the primary mission and calling of each and every one of us in here that is a Christian is to be like Jesus, to follow him. So if you're following a church, you're following a name or an individual in the church, you're off. You're following the wrong thing. We exist here to make Jesus famous. We're here to make him famous. We're here to point you to Jesus. You see, you only have a Sunday experience with Jesus when you're just following a church name or a culture or an excitement maybe that's here. You only just have a Sunday relationship with Jesus, not a Monday through Saturday one. And Jesus didn't die for you just to come to church on Sundays. He didn't die for you just to come to church on Sundays. He he wants to know you Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. He wants you to know him, that he's there for you, that he's with you no matter what you face in life. But many times our Sunday disconnects us from our Monday through Saturday. Many times our Sunday life is different than our Monday through Saturday. Like some of you like, those are my church friends and those are my other friends. Really? Really? Uh, 2019, let's, let's move a little forward in that. Let's take some other steps because there should not be a disconnect from the way you worship in here on Sunday to the way you worship on your way to work in your car, your radio blasted, break every chain. People looking at you at the stoplight, you, you want crack cocaine. There should not be a disconnect from when you get the report and you're not in here with hundreds of people and no one's praying for. There should be a, my God is a healer and I stand on his. That's the walk. That's what I'm talking about being spiritually fit. That you just don't come in on a Sunday feeling the way you do. How many leave Sunday feeling all jacked up spiritually? Yeah. Yeah. You do, because you've been infused with faith. You've been in the presence. And the Bible says that all of us joined together, our faith increases. One could put 1,000, two could put 10,000, and your faith encourages my faith and their faith. And everybody has a measure of faith, the Bible says. 
Well, I just don't know if I can really become spiritually fit. I don't know if I have enough faith. No, the Bible says if you have mustard seed faith, it's the size of a ripped off fingernail on your pinky. That's the size of a mustard seed. He said, if you have that kind of faith, you can say to a mountain, be removed. A mountain full of boulders and rocks and, and hard areas in that mountain. You can say to it, be removed. That's the only kind, type of faith. You, you have mustard seed faith. You can do this. Come on. Say, I can do this. You can do this. Jesus said, follow me. Not just on Sundays. Follow me and I will make you to become. I'll I'll, I'll do something in your life when you follow me. I know you don't understand what's around the corner. I know you don't know what the future holds. But if you follow me, I'll show you what the future holds. I know you're undecided on this job. I know you're undecided on what's next. But if you follow me, I'll, I'll work all that out. And you'll become everything that I've destined for you to be. So... Before we leave, I just want to give you some steps. Is that okay? Three steps to becoming spiritually fit. Now listen, I had a list and I broke this down to three steps. And here's what I want to say about it. There's there's a lot of steps that that I could talk about. There's a lot of things that I could say that will help you in your spiritual walk. And we'll get to probably most of them by the time the end of the year comes. So stay around here. You'll hear them all. Um, But it, it... I was like, God, what are the three things? What, what are the three steps that are crucial, that are vital for your people? What, 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 what are they, God? What, are, what, what is a step that everyone could take listening, whether you're new to church or, or, or you've been here a long time? What are, what are the steps? And so I, I jotted down these three steps. I want to talk about them to becoming spiritually fit. Number one, make prayer a priority in your life this year. Prayer, listen, friends, listen, friends. Some of you are confused on what prayer is. Prayer is simply communicating to God. Communicating to God what? Everything that's on your heart. The good, the bad, and the ugly. We're Christians, we pray. It's kind of what we do because our faith is not in ourselves; it's in him. And we know without him, we're nothing. Our marriage is suck without him come on now our family our finance everything we do we're sunk without him prayer is the world's greatest wi-fi connection let me ask you a question are your prayers your steering wheel or your spare tire do you just take it out when life breaks down because that's what a lot of christians do they just hey life's falling apart right now i better pray god i need you or my name's Jimmy, give me, give me, give me. Or when you want something from God, you come to him. Is it your steering wheel? Is it guiding you in life? Or is it just somewhere in the back? It's a spare tire just in case I ever get a flat. The tire's there. I'll use prayer. Hmm? Many times, many times, God is talking, we're just not listening. If you would just get the clutter out, that's why this 21 days of prayer and fasting is great to restart, reset your life. And I talked about all that. I'm not going to go into that today. 
grab the message, but it's a great time to reset and to get rid of the clutter. And, the, you know, after the break, I felt blah, man. I, my prayer was off. My wor- reading the word, my reading books was off. And, man, I need to reset, you know. I definitely, you know, could lose a few pounds after all those donuts I ate. Come on, somebody. <laughs> and that's not why I fast, but it's, it is a benefit. <laughs> but, 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 but some of you don't even realize it, that God is always talking to you. He talks to you through songs. He talks to you through your coworkers. He talks to you through people in the church who come up to you and say, hey, God wanted me to encourage you with this thought, with this word. We're just not listening. Mm-hmm. Talk to God. He's not far from you. James 4, 8, come close to God and God will come close to you. Wow. It's that easy? Like if you feel distant right now from God, and I don't care why you feel that, maybe you don't believe Maybe you've had a rough week. Maybe you did something you shouldn't have done. If you feel distant, James said, hey, just come close to God and he'll come close to you. Come close. He's not far from you. He's not. You don't have to be in here to get close to God. He is omnipresent, folks. You know what that means? He everywhere. He everywhere. Pray to God about everything that matters to you. Pray to him continually and listen for his response. Start the day off, maybe five minutes. Maybe you've never had a prayer life, a daily prayer life I'm talking about, a daily devotional life. Start the day off five minutes. Take five minutes on your lunch break. Take five minutes before you go to bed. There's 15 minutes you just talk to God. Through worship, through reading scripture, through devotionals. There are thousands of devotionals on the Bible app and they're amazing. So many of them amazing have helped my life. Start it out. If you want to become spiritually fit, start talking to God. Start talking to God. I, I pray that we, as quick as we are to kneel, or as, as quick as we are to text somebody, I pray that's how quick we would kneel in prayer. Because we're very quick to text somebody back, not so quick to kneel in prayer. The power in prayer is not the person praying, praying but in the God who's hearing. What if this year you took some small steps to develop a lifestyle of prayer that I believe will make a big difference in your life? So number one, if you want to become spiritually fit this year, these are my top three. I just believe these will transform. The reason why I believe they'll transform your life, they've transformed my life. I'm sunk without prayer. My life is a mess without prayer. I'll just be honest with you, straight up. Why? Because my body and soul want to run everything. It don't want one slice of pizza. It wants the whole pizza. (laughs) My soul don't want to shut up and not tell them they're wrong on social. No, it wants to blast them. It wants to, boom, blow them up. It wants to subtweet. It wants to, yeah. I know y'all got it all together, but pray for your pastor. I need prayer in my life. Because if not, I start acting fleshly like some of y'all. Anyway. Number two, number two, this top three, spiritually fit. Look at number two. Number two, so important. Make church a priority. Listen, if not here, hear me, somewhere. I don't care if you don't come here. Honestly, we actually need your seat. I, we, we do. Like, we need your seat. So if, 
If you don't feel home here, go find you a home. Find you a pastor that you can receive from, that you can serve, and that you can give towards. If you can't do that here, I'm challenging you this year to leave here. Next Sunday, go to another church until God plants you in a church. I'm challenging every person here. If you cannot serve on a team here, if you cannot give financially this church, if you cannot love people here, go somewhere else. I won't be mad. When I see you in Kroger, I'll hug you. When I see you at Chipotle, getting that bowl, I'll pay for your bowl. <laughs> Honestly, honest to God. Why? You need church. You need church. What, what if the next 12 months, church wasn't an option, but it became a priority? It's like going to the gym. You ever notice when, when, when you've been out of the gym, and then it, it, it's, like, it's like pulling teeth to get back, Really? Like, like you, you talk yourself out of it all day. Like, you have so many excuses. But the moment you go, you get in the routine, and when you walk out of that gym, what? Got my swag on. You feel like a million bucks, baby. You don't lose no weight. It don't matter. You worked out. You look good working out as you in the mirror. You feel like a million bucks. Then what happens? You're still fighting. You're still fighting to get back the next time. But then something happens when it becomes a routine. And it's no longer done out of obligation. It's no longer done, I have to. I want to and I get to. And now you go to the gym and you're feeling different in your mind. You're feeling different mentally and, and physically. You're starting to see some results. And now it's a priority for you. Ain't nobody messing up my gym time. What if we did that with church? What if it, it wasn't, oh, I have to. No, I get to. I want to. I, I want to be in the presence. Why? Because I know it's vital. God's word says don't neglect meeting together. Especially when you see the day of Christ close upon you. Don't, don't neglect meeting as a church. There are blessings that God has for me as an individual that are designed to be received in the context of a local church. Listen to me. My life is better. My life. My life is better when I'm faithful to church my marriage is better when I'm faithful to church. My kids, my finances, my soul, my thinking is better when I'm in church. I need to be here. I need to serve here. God designed each of us to connect to his body. And until you are, life will feel real lonely for you. Real lonely. You need to find a local church that will love you, that will help you grow spiritually. One that's teaching biblical truth. One that you can give and share your talents and benefit from the abilities of others. You need a spiritual family. I say this with all sincerity to you. That maybe joining a spiritual family or a church will be the most significant and important thing you do with your life. Because what the church is doing in making a difference in the world is going to outlast your career, your house, your hobbies, your cars, and your stuff. It's the only thing that's going to last forever because it's all about changing lives for Jesus. Take a small step.
get signed up for next steps, see who we are as a church, hear our vision, get on the team and make a difference, discover your purpose. I, I know it'll help you this year. My third step into becoming spiritually fit is this, make small groups a priority. Here we go again, pastor. You're talking about small groups. Yep. Going to talk about them until Jesus returns or until I leave this earth. Why? God designed us to be together in the context of community. You are better when you have others who can see into your life, who can help you. I didn't say the whole church, but a few trusted people that you can pour your heart to, that you can talk about your hurts, your hangups, and your habits with, people that can pray with you, people that can believe God for healing in your life. James said it, James 5, 6. Hey, be there for each other. Confess to each other. Why do we do that? Why? Because God will bring people in your life who's been through the same thing you've been through, the same hurt, the same pain. This is why James says it. Hey, confess to each other. Find some trusted individuals in your life that you can do life with that know what's between your toes. Hmm? That know the real you. See, we don't want to show the real you. You'll never change until you show the real you to somebody. You never change. It won't happen. I don't care if the calendar changes. Just because the calendar changes doesn't mean your life will change. I'm closing. I got too much message and not enough time. Come back next week. I'll be here. It has always been God's will to connect us to each other in groups, and it always has been Satan's desire to keep us from connecting together. He wants you to live, listen to this, on Isolation Island. Sounds like a reality show. Some of you are on it. You've been on it your whole life. Well, I'm introverted. Well, I just have trouble connecting with people. We got a group for you. The introverted group. (laughs) They're going to meet, and they're going to stare at each other for the first night. Then by the next week, they're going to start talking. And then they're going to start smiling. And then they're going to realize, hey, you struggle with the same stuff I struggle with. Hey, let's pray for each other like James says. If we pray for each other, then we'll be healed, James 5, 6. We need each other, guys. Don't do life alone. Get in a group. Get in a group. You want to grow spiritually. You want to grow spiritually. Get in a group. We're launching them in February. You'll hear about them in the next few weeks, different groups you can get plugged into. I'm thankful for my group that I was in the first semester. It was awesome. I grew from these guys. I grew from these 10, 11 guys that were in my group. We had a blast. I got to know these 10, 11 guys. I would have never known their story. I would have never known what they've been through if I wouldn't have been in a circle with them. For nine weeks. And so there's power. Don't do life alone. Sunday's not enough, y'all. Take your next step. Get signed up. Sign-ups are going to start happening in the next week or so on the site. We'll be announcing it. Get signed up for a group. It's often the small steps that no one sees that make a big difference. Would you bow your heads with me? Close your eyes. Lord, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for speaking to our hearts. Help each of us, God, to take some small steps. Small steps that maybe no one even sees. That can make a big difference in our life. That can make a big difference in our life. Pray, God, that you're showing each of us individually how we can apply this message to our life. 
For some, it's making prayer a priority for the first time ever. For some, it's making church a priority, get planted. Because we know where we're planted, that's when we'll flourish. Your word says it. We'll bear fruit where we're planted. For some, it's getting in a small group, doing life with others, so that we can be healed from some wounds of the past. So Lord, we thank you for your word today. Speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name. Once again, thanks for joining us for this week's message. If you would like to know more about us, be sure to visit us at thefuelchurch.com. It is also here where if you would like to help support this ministry financially, you can click on the online giving tab. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And we hope and pray you have a blessed week.